1: And we were on the road with the Rough Riders. Joe Womack was our strength coach, and he was rooming with Ron Estee. I'm coming down the elevator with Joe Womack, and he is mad. he is so mad. And I'm like, what's wrong, Joe? And he goes, you wouldn't believe what Estee did. He's in his underwear, and he emptied the minibar. Smarties and the Kit Kats thinking it's free, thinking it was a gift basket. And Joe looks at me, it ain't fun.
0: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two, and uh, we're having fun trying to loosely stay on script. And what I mean by that is hour one. We look at what happened last night, hour two. We talk about what's going down tonight, and that includes ten games in the NHL. And I want to preview those. I'm here in South Florida, as you can tell. Moose is in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Let's bring him in. The Leafs are at the Rangers tonight. The game of the night, who's kidding who, I believe, is the two Connors, Connor Bedard at Connor McDavid. Chicago Blackhawks at the Edmonton Oilers. Um, (laughs) I'm laughing, and I'll tell you why in a second. Flames at Vegas. Things aren't good there for Vegas. Our Florida teams are on the road. Vancouver, home to Tampa Bay. Uh, Seattle, uh, home to the Florida Panthers. And the Jets are at San Jose. The Jets have won, what is it now, four in a row. I think Winnipeg is first place in the Central Division. Unless Colorado leapfrogged them last night. Darren, we got, it's just good old-fashioned fun sports talk. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't look at the standings. The only reason I do is because you people, and whether that's you or not, Darren, I'm not sure if you check the standings regularly or not. But they're so wound up in them. Sports fans are so wound up in them that I got to check what's going on. But when I worked in sports, particularly hockey, we didn't look at the standings till like January. Like We would look at them in the newspaper. That's how long ago it was. But you wouldn't put any stock in him because we knew we were fine-tuning, playing our best, making trades if we had to, doing personnel things to get in the playoffs. And when the end of the season, when it mattered, right, that's when you turned on the Jets and that's when it matters. I don't really look at the standings. I didn't, but now I have to, because that's all anybody talks about. And the media too. Um, Are you a guy that like from day one is all wound up in the standings, Chase?
0: No, but I think we need to look at them on a somewhat regular basis. I look at the standings during the season about once a week, maybe. About once a week. Sometimes every two weeks I look at the standings. That's about it. You can't be looking at the standings every day after every game, up and down, up and down, up and down. And then I think as we get further into March, and you said the home stretch, then I think you're looking at it every day. What happens after this win? Yeah, well, you would be. Of course. But about once a week during the season is, is good enough for me.
1: Well, you just start to, uh, at that point in time, you're looking at the standings because you need to start thinking about booking hotels and road trips and buses and planes. and You know what I mean? Yes. But now there's really no point because I remember just distinctly reading, was it just yesterday, the Anaheim Ducks? Sorry, the Jets won at Anaheim. And I remember reading the Jets are now first place in the Central. Well, here we are on Tuesday, and they're third place in the Central. So what did that, how good, what did that do? You celebrated for the night. And I told this story and I didn't think anything of it, but somebody really loved it the last time I did. So I'm going to retell it because apparently it means something. I- I'm not going to say what year it was because it'll out the people involved. But we were having a team meal in Spokane, Washington at the Red Lion Hotel in uh, the conference room. And our coach read out that we were in the top. 10 national rankings and we hadn't been in the national rankings for 20 years you know as they're serving the chicken parm and the spaghetti at the pregame meal he's like guys we got the latest ratings rankings and we're in the top 10 and then ah, guys all went nuts in canada we did a face plant in round one lost in five games of the playoffs, and our coach ended up going to another team the next year. It was actually in the NHL. And I was very close to that coach. I still am. But he called me the following September when we were having our home opener. He's like, How did the banner raising go? Because we did end up finishing in first. We did. But did that first round face plant. I said, We didn't raise the damn banner. Oh like, yeah, why not? Because we're embarrassed. There's nothing to be proud of so rankings four months before playoffs don't mean a damn thing is is the point of the story and when i told that story somebody the last time somebody wrote it and said thank you very much rod i didn't know those things go on so here you go thanks again for coming to my ted talk i i'm not totally done yet however With Monday Night Football last night, and I should mention, let me call it up, our poll question today for our good friends at Key Auto Group is what was the biggest upset of Monday Night Football last night? There were two games, and the uh, Key Auto Group brings you our poll question daily. Key Auto Group is driven by safety, experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit Key Auto Group for automotive excellence. Was it the New York football Giants? who knocked off the Green Bay Packers 24-22 at MetLife. Green Bay was favored by six and a half going in. Or was it here in Miami where rookie Will Levis directed two touchdown drives in the final three minutes to lead the Tennessee Titans, Darren's Titans, to a 28-27 win over the Miami Dolphins? Of all the things I read, Darren, at the start of the show, um, the one I didn't read is that the Dolphins are the first team to be down... 14 points with under three minutes to go and come back and win in the NFL since 2016. And running away with it, 90% of the respondents are saying it's the Titans win at the Dolphins. Um, and I explained as I was talking to Johnny O this morning at the gym why I thought the Titans won. They came in and brutalized the Dolphins and physically they, they punished them. And Rob in Winnipeg writes in and says, hey, Rod, you hit the nail on the head. Titans gave the fish a rare, bare-bum spanking in the physicality department. Rob Bruce. Can I ask you something, Darrell? Because Johnny O, when I said that to him, he's like, good point, Rod. Good point. He's a big-time sports fan. Did you see what I saw? Because it it doesn't sound football is a very physical sport. But you can be more physical than the other team. That happens, right? It's usually who wins.
0: I got an old football coach in my back of my mind right now saying error on the side of aggression. That's what he used to say at football practice, error on the side of aggression. If you're going to make a mistake, I'm okay if you make a mistake, if you're being aggressive and working hard and going after it. I don't want you to make a mistake by sitting back and being timid, you know, and second guessing yourself. If you make a mistake by being physical and aggressive, we're okay with that. And I think that's where the Titans are at now. I think throughout the year, they've been trying to play technically sound football, they get beat a little bit. Well, they just pinned their ears back last night and went after the Dolphins. And they kind of said, if the Dolphins are gonna beat us and make plays, we're gonna make them make plays to beat us. But we're gonna be in their face and we're gonna provide pressure and try and make them uncomfortable. And if they beat us, they beat us. We've got nothing to lose. And the Dolphins were overwhelmed. And uh, that's, I think, you know, how the Titans can win more football games by being aggressive.
1: Yeah, well, that's our that's our poll question. You can vote for the next 23 hours now on that. What was the bigger upset on Monday Night Football? I'm seeing this. There's something that I don't get, and I'm <laughs> I've learned it now. And the older folks watching on Game Plus TV will get it. I'm too old to really change my style. So when it's not working anymore, just tap me on the shoulder and say, Rod, we're done, and we'll be good. Reason being, uh, with Serena and my podcast that we do on the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning, we belong to the Hockey Podcast Network, and there's a lot of really good hockey podcasts on there. We cover Florida for them, and it's great. Um, my guy, Jimmy Finizzi, that's his real name, Jimmy Finizzi. Oh that? that's, that's, that's something about New York, right? Tommy DeVito, Jimmy Finizzi. Jimmy does a podcast. I think, it's called the, I think it's called the Blue Line Report. And I've been on it. He's a great guy. And he's, he just put on our Slack group messaging. He's like, anybody want to come on for my live stream tonight of the Leafs and Rangers game? My point of this whole thing is, Darren, why the hell would I want to go watch somebody else watch somebody watch a game? That's just me. Because I saw a clip this morning on ESPN of the Manning cast. Tell me you've seen some of the Manning cast. Fight. And for those that don't know, Eli and Peyton Manning watch a game, the two Super Bowl winning NFL brothers, and that game's on the screen, but there's a camera on them, and then they just talk about the game. I lasted not even 30 seconds watching it a couple weeks ago. You, have you seen it?
0: Oh, yeah. I've seen it. And it is, you're watching them watch a football game and interact and all the rest. I mean, I I think we we think that and we think the same thing about video games. You're going to watch somebody else play a video game? But I wonder if our grandparents thought the same thing or our great-grandparents thought the same thing, you know, 100 years ago. You're going to, wait, you're going to watch somebody else play a game on that and pay money to watch them play the game when you could go outside and play the sport yourself? You're going to watch that? Wait, you're going to watch them play? So maybe it was the same. I don't know if we're repeating our behavior or not. We might be.
1: Yeah, well, I'm just saying, hey, it's clearly I'm the problem. I mean, 17,000 people tune in to watch Steve Dangle watch a Leafs game. I don't get it, but it's a thing. But they need to take the camera off of Eli Manning. Peyton looks somewhat normal when he's watching the Eli does not. Just the, the look on his face is embarrassing, but they keep doing it. Hey, on the Otani thing, just Bob McCullough writes in and he says, "Poor Toronto feels like a less than attractive location for MLB and NBA players. Welcome to how Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, and Ottawa fans feel concerning NHL players. Draft and develop Blue Jays. I do, we don't need to discuss that anymore. I'll just say, Bob, I agree with you. And it is a great comment. I want We, we covered this all last hour. I will just tell anybody, if you weren't watching or listening, go back and listen to the Mike Wilner interview because nobody knows more about the Blue Jays nor Blue Jays history, in my opinion, than Mike Wilner. And he felt the Otani thing was, to quote him, a fait accompli. He wasn't going anywhere other than the Dodgers. So on the NHL games tonight, um, here here are what they are. A lot of back-to-backs for teams. Um, Arizona is in Pittsburgh. Didn't Arizona just play last night and lost in Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. Carolina at Ottawa. Leafs at the Rangers, as we mentioned. Uh, Detroit at St. Louis. Philadelphia at Nashville. Chicago at Edmonton. Flames at Vegas, Lightning at Canucks, Florida Panthers at Seattle, and Winnipeg at San Jose. We didn't spend nearly enough time talking about last night's games last hour. Yeah, Coyotes lost in Buffalo 5-2. I'm shocked I didn't hear from Jenna in Southern California who tags both you, me, and our show every time the Sabres win. Maybe it's because it's just Arizona. Jenna didn't think, yeah, there was no reason to celebrate. Have I got it right or wrong that Chicago at Edmonton tonight is the game of the night in the National Hockey League? If you can throw your allegiances to your own team out, that's the biggie tonight—the two Connors.
0: Well, Toronto and New York is is kind of a bit of a heavyweight tilt, which I think is good. Um, but there is a lot of intrigue about Connor versus Connor. I'd like to see how that plays out. If there's any interactions, you know, the opening faceoff or you know during that game. And who plays well? You know, we talked about Connor. We talk about Connor Bedard a lot. He seems to rise to the moment and show up on the biggest stage. And I think there's going to be a lot of lights, oh, yeah. a lot of uh, coverage. It's going to be a big, pretty big stage. So uh, it's got my attention tonight.
1: This is why I bring on the analysts. I mean, I can ho- I can handle the hockey quite well myself. The football, I enjoy having the analysts with us. Uh, I want to just point this out. Good comment. And this is why we enjoy the back and forth with our audience. John Ohm in Winnipeg says, we watch and listen to you talk about sports. What's the difference, bro? The difference is the game's not on. When we started this show 1140 episodes ago, Darren said to me, Wendy, want?" to air this show. He left it entirely up to me, and I said, mid-morning, 10 a.m. if we can, because that's when I'm at my best. I don't want to go against the other shows when we were in that market late in the afternoon. You can't do... We didn't know we were going to end up on television and radio. We were just doing Facebook at that time, but I said, I don't think anybody's going to watch Facebook first thing in the morning when they're getting ready for work. I don't think anybody's going to watch Facebook when they're driving home, and at night the games are on. So the best part to do time to do it is in the mid morning, and that's where. And I also, my intuition told me that there's a void in Canada mid morning for sports talk, and that's a fact. And John says, by the way, good point, bro. <laughs> that's the thing. You do your great things in career, John, and just leave this to us. We'll leave the entertaining. Leave it to us. Although I find him quite entertaining, but that's the point. There's no live game on right now. I am not so arrogant to believe somebody would want to tune in and watch a game with me. Maybe they would, but I wouldn't want to watch a game with me. Why would anybody else? (laughs) Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in and he says Calgary is one of the fastest growing cities going. Speak for yourself. See, I like him a lot, Jeff, the Stamps fan, but he's got to understand. If you want to throw up that wall of indignance, not ignorance, indignance, look it up and, and not acknowledge that you have a problem, i.e. the Calgary Flames. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't people want to live? That's the problem with what teams like the Flames have going for them and for that matter, the Leafs. But we're talking about Calgary here right now to say, well, we're, we're great. <laughs> That's the problem. And very clearly, they ain't never going to get it.
0: Do you have any thoughts
1: before we break?
0: When you don't think there's a problem, then you're not going to change anything. Right? you think everything's great and there's no problems, you're not going to change anything.
1: Boom. And that's why, I'll be honest, I emceed multiple golf tournaments this summer in Calgary. And I hope to do it next summer in Calgary. This is not an anti-Calgary sentiment. I love that city. But I said, on the mic, show of hands, who here is optimistic about the Flames? The one, it was like 20 guys put up their hands and they were all Flames alumni, which is a whole other thing. Eh, we'll leave you hanging on that and come back and continue this in a moment. We will be back in a moment. Live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus, with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event visit emjmarketing.com hey they're out on the links today no uh, i guess they've quit their crying over the dolphins losing last night 28 27 on monday night football dropping their record at nine and four and no longer the number one seed in the afc for now let's bring the moose in my goodness moose uh, we are a family of squirrels around here. Just in the break, I, sh- I should keep my phone away because my- I look at things and my mind just goes bing, bing, bing. And I was just thinking about Miami's sports radio because for those that don't know, and they will if they don't already, Darren's a Titans fan, as you can see by the throw pillow over his shoulder. And so this morning, the reason I asked, if you listen to the Titans radio calls, was because I was driving home from Johnny O's gym and I was listening to the radio. And stick with me. WQAM broadcast the Dolphins games for years on radio. And you've listened to it with me in my Jeep, right? Uh, Joe Rose is the morning man on the radio and does the color on the Dolphins games. And he used to play for them. He was Dan Marino's tight end. Well, get this. People, I think people care about this stuff. They lost the broadcast rights over the offseason. The Dolphins bought them back and are producing them themselves and put them on another radio station. And they said, Joe, you can still do color, but your station that you're on the morning man of, you don't have the games anymore. You're with me, right? Yeah. So the games run another station, but he's still on. He's on two stations, <laughs> calling games on one, doing the morning on the other. Joe's the man which, incidentally, every single Florida Panthers game I go to, there's a pass sitting at the window waiting for him to pick up, and he has yet to pick it up. Three years, they're still waiting for Joe Rose to come to a hockey game. Anyways, this morning as I'm driving home from Johnny O's, I'm listening, they're playing the Titans calls. I'm like, I know this voice. It ain't the normal Dolphins play-by-play guy. can't remember his his name. Jimmy Cefalo is the uh, Dolphins. This is the Titans guy. I'm like, oh, yeah, they can't play the Dolphins calls. They're on another station. You get it, right? They're playing the other team. Yeah, so so I just, so my long rant on that is that they were complaining about injuries, the injuries. That's why they lost the game last night. I'm like, oh, my God, an excuse as old as time. I didn't see Tyreek Hill out there on defense when they were allowing the Titans to score two late touchdowns and Jalen Waddle, I don't think finished the game. Oh my God. That's the one. Can you just say you got your ass beat at a home by an inferior team? Why can't can't teams admit it, Darren? Why?
0: I don't know. Um, Part of it is, you know, we're always thinking about what state of mind is everybody in. What can we what what is gonna keep our locker room positive and our fan base positive? And you know, so you sugarcoat a lot mm-hmm. of this stuff to keep everybody positive and happy. And I don't necessarily think it's wrong, but it is refreshing when some when you see a pro athlete, it's very rare, come out and say, They beat us. They beat us and we weren't very good. Rod Brindemore said that the other night on the bench that we're not very good. This could be fifty to nothing. They're playing better than we are, and they're just beating us, and it's going to get worse. But he said it in that Made interview. Made big headlines.
1: Yeah. yeah, Made big headlines that he said it, right? I know. Um, Rare. Who is the, who's the guy that said it? Craig Dickinson. And where is he? Fired by the Saskatchewan referee. He would say that. We're flat out not very good. <laughs> that didn't go over very well <laughs> in his locker I think I just strategy. answered my own question. Yeah, well, uh, I will say this. I hope everybody's having as much fun as we are talking sports today, daytime sports talk on episode number 1140 of the RP Show. But I just to land the plane on the flames and hockey analysis versus football, the one thing I love about football is those guys that come on as analysts, they don't care for the most part who they tick off. That's just the way football people are. They're aggressive, and for the most part, they say what they think, and damn you if you don't agree. They disrespected us. That's football. Whereas the hockey people, they would never say anything negative about their team. And and my point is, all those shows in time that I spent in Calgary and the culture of the Flames has not changed. I might remind you, they missed the playoffs last year, too. Tim Hunter, Jamie McCowan, Peter Marr, um, Colin Patterson. We had them all. And they wouldn't say anything negative about the Flames. Right? But the football guys no. don't care. The broadcasters for the Stampeders were on our show saying they were going to be bad this year. <laughs> the football guys. But the hockey people, no, 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 no. We got a chance. We got a chance tonight in Vegas. Sure you do. Um,
0: anything on that?
1: If you I say move something
0: on? about the hockey team, they remember. They remember the football people. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're good some days, we're bad some days. You're going to be critical. We don't care.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Wayne NBC says absolutely always an entertaining sports talk show with a bit of comedy added in. LOL. Well, that's the thing is that the sports people are all watching this show. Trust me, I know because they tell me and they, a lot are saying, I wish I could say it the way it is like you do. And I'm like, yeah, well, your team's paying you. (laughs) So you can't, right? And that's why we have so much fun. Um uh, Jeff, the Stams fan, says, it seems to me it's more fans than players slash coaches who complain about injuries. Oh, I know. That's why I was surprised on the radio today to hear Joe Rose, a football guy, com- complain about the injuries. Which, incidentally, yeah, he's the color guy for the team and played for the team. But Joe usually tells it the way it is. Last year when the Dolphins lost in, the, in Buffalo in the playoffs, if you remember, and I'm sure you do, I remember retelling this, recalling him on the air the next day was just ripping the ever-living spit out of Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Bills. I'm like, <gasps> I'm driving, listening. I'm like, I'm not even a Dolphins fan, and I can't believe you're saying this. you know. And I was like, how do you get on the plane with that team? There's no way that you could be traveling with the team with the way that you're ripping Mike McDaniel right now, the head coach. Of the but he does. And I get he played for the Dolphins for a long time, and he's been on the air for 30 years. There's a certain amount of credibility that goes with that. I just couldn't believe that he was saying it then, and then so then this morning I can't believe he was blaming injuries. Anyways, one thing we've learned that people love to talk about here and everywhere in sports is officiating and also ticket prices. I got a news release here from a public relations company in L.A. That says, according to data by ticketing technology company Logitix, Shohei Ohtani is driving significant demand for tickets on the secondary market to see the Dodgers in 2024. The Dodgers home opener has increased 152% ticket prices since Ohtani made the announcement on the weekend. So here you go, Darren. I know you're sitting there with bated breath. The home opener on March 28th, 2024, before Otani signed, let's just say last week, $390 the average ticket to go watch the Dodgers in their home opener. 390 Reminder, that's home opener. It's not always that high. After Otani, $983.71. That's the 152% increase. Would you pay? No. No. Let's say no. no. We would not pay no $983 US to go watch one game. And uh, by the way, regulars, all oh, the rest of the year, here we go. Not home opener. The average ticket price for the other 80 games is $171 per ticket uh, before Otani signed and now after $295 average per ticket. That's a 71% increase. Logitech manages millions of tickets for teams across the NFL, NBA, and NHL, plus NCAA events and live event properties. I don't know how we feel about that. I'm just kind of passing it along. I know I would not pay it, but that's just me. I guess if you had the money, would you?
0: If money was no object and I just wanted to go to the game and I could... You know, I go up to the, the, the tickets and I say, how much? And, they, and I don't even wait for them to answer. I just hand over my checkbook. Sure, but no, I mean, never going to pay that. I don't know what would make me. like. I mean, obviously, Super Bowl tickets get into the thousands of dollars. That's normal. Um, watching my team in a Stanley Cup final, well, that's probably not going to happen anyways. But if it did, maybe. Um, but $900, I don't even know if I'd watch. A playoff game or a World Series game, quite for that much. It's just just a lot. It's a lot. Uh yeah. Um
1: Glenn in Medicine Hat on this discussion. I I <laughs> I love how we are that round table coffee discussion where topic. Comments come up from something we talked about 10 minutes ago, and they're welcome. Um, Glenn and Medicine Hat says, looking at the Flames owners and executive profiles on their website, team's website, there only appears to be a couple people who could be getting in the way on potential trades. I wonder if we'll ever get the name. Uh, Well, there's a lot of people there in Calgary collecting a paycheck, guys and gals that you never, ever really see. In front of the camera or whatever. So I guess that's what what Glenn's saying is with the report that Flames' ownership is barring trades because of a their noses out of the joint with Brad Tree living. Glenn's saying, who is meddling in this? It might be Murray Edwards. I don't know. It's really interesting, by the way. And here we go, running out of time. Killer Kaminsky coming up. but. I remember when I was visiting Montreal with the Rough Riders and talking to their staff, and they were complaining to me about how things were going with their team at the time. Menzel was there. Cavis Reed was the GM. And I said, well, what about the owner? That's Wettenhall's kid, right? Andrew Wettenhall, is he around? And they're like, well, we don't think he's involved. We never see him. I'm like, you ever heard of a text message? <laughs> Phone call. You don't need to be around. You know, Murray's in England or wherever the hell he is or Morocco, last I heard, on a boat. They got a Wi-Fi? And by the way, it's not for us to sort out who's meddling in this. That's their problem, not our problem. I just feel sorry for Flames fans because quite frankly, and I'll say this, you can give up on your team. I have. I cheer for other teams after a while. And I know that's a joke. Serena bothers me about it all the time. You're not loyal to your teams. Yeah. How loyal have they been to me? I'll wait. And I don't just mean the ones I work for. I'm talking about the Orders, the Flames, the Golden Knights. They haven't done jack squat for me. I don't care. Change teams like my underwear. But I know that if you live in the market, you have to put up with this crap or not go. Or like you, you're now in Toronto. You are married to the Leafs. Congratulations. How's it feel, <laughs> Moose? I Probably know. not great. I know. It's abusive. Not great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Killer's coming in next. Good to good to hear from you, Moose. Have a great day. It's been fun.
0: I'll I'll go and enjoy this arranged marriage with the Leafs. Have a great rest of the show.
1: How about that? I hope you got benefits. We'll be back. We'll be back with Kevin Killer Kamensky right after this. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless? or email Recovery at aol.com it's never too late hey it's the rp show hope you're enjoying the hockey talk on this tuesday i know we are hey kevin killer kaminsky we're reaching him not on the road He's in beautiful LaRon, Saskatchewan now. And for uh, our viewers who may not know him, let's bring in the killer, the pride of Churchbridge, Saskatchewan, where they named a rank after him, third-round pick of the Minnesota North Stars, 139 games in the NHL with Minnesota, Quebec, Washington. And in the NHL, uh, sorry, coach in the pros, Long Beach Ice Dogs, Cincinnati Mighty Ducks, Missouri River Otters, Youngstown Steelheads, Mississippi River Kings, Louisiana Ice Gators. I wouldn't mind getting into a lot of that talk. And the Fresno Monsters didn't make it onto that list, Killer, but I know he had fun in Fresno, right?
2: Sure did. Sure did. Especially with the weather. (laughs) I thought a little (laughs) pissed on the rod here. I'm a little pissed at you. I thought I, you would have flew me down here for this interview to Florida. How about
1: that? Everybody's saying that. Don't, don't hate me because I'm beautiful, killer. Don't hate me because I'm sitting here in this beautiful <laughs> weather, man. Hey, you're looking fantastic, by the way, which is pretty good given the Ice Wolf season. It hasn't gone, I would expect, the way you've expected to this point here as we get close to Christmas.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. And actually, uh, actually, I'll be heading to uh, after these next two games to Sarasota, Florida, to visit the girl, the three daughters, and uh, the granddaughter. So I'm looking forward to that. Get a little break. But yeah, no, oh. I think with uh... yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I think with uh, kind of what we had on uh, on paper uh, this year that uh, we thought we'd be uh, in better standings. Um, you know, two days before uh, main camp, we had, uh, you know, 4-D uh, bail on us. Um, and then our, you know, Captain Liam McKinnis got hurt the very first uh, game up in Melfort. And uh, we just uh, uh, were slowly getting back into uh, playing consistent hockey. Um, and I tell you what, there's a lot of parody in this league this year. Um, you can't, obviously you can't take a night off because anybody can beat anybody. Um, but like I said, we've, uh, we made some big strides here. Um, you know, we give Flynn Flawn. I was probably one of our best 60 of the year. We lost one, nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, Kindersley came in here last Saturday and we, you know, squeaked one out, uh, three to two. So, um, like I said, the, the goals against average is better. Our special teams are getting better. And then also we're slowly starting to find ways to win instead of find ways to lose.
1: Um, Killer Kaminsky with us. In, yeah, I'm just looking at the standings here right now. You, I, I see you got Flin Flon in there for a couple this weekend. This is the number one team. Are they not still the number one team in all of Canadian Junior A hockey in terms of the power rankings? So it's going to be a tough pre-Christmas bum for you before you head south, Killer. But I know that you guys feel you can do it,
2: right? Well, definitely. Like I said, we, uh, we give them a really good run there, uh, you know, uh, a couple weekends ago. And uh, I, I tell you what, I mean, that's... Um, I don't know if you go down two and a half hours to the PA to watch a dub team, or you could go to Flin Flon to watch a a, a dub team as well. They got a lot of a lot of experience, a lot of dub players, um, you know, on their team. That, uh, but you know what? Like I said, I I thought our guys uh, really played a good, solid sixty minutes the other night, and um, unfortunately, we just couldn't uh, find a way to score. Uh, so it's kind of been been that way, whether it's uh, been some discipline, um, you know, you have a little nap for five minutes, and the other teams capitalize, um, or you know, like I said, the last game uh, against Flinflon, you know, we give up a shorthanded goal to lose one nothing. So um, you know, I, but I, I really believe that the guys are starting starting to feel confident uh, uh, with the trades that we've uh, made and the kids that we've brought in. And, um, you know, now it's just a matter of, uh, you know, keep being consistent, stick to the foundation, um, do whatever it takes, you know, defend well, but also when we get opportunities to score, you know, now we got to relax and finish and make sure we uh, bury it between the, between the pipes, man.
1: Keller Kaminsky with us from La Ronge And uh, by the way, your goalie, is the goalie of the week? I'm following it very closely. So he's doing his job. I think I saw 88 shots. He, uh, sorry, 88 saves he made in your last two games. So, can you, you want to say a word about your 20 year old goalie? Obviously, is he your MVP right now?
2: Well, I tell you what, Topher uh, Chirico, uh, I tell you what, this guy is uh, the most intense. Um, Uh, His work ethic is phenomenal. You know, his compete to stop every puck is is outstanding. Um, But, yeah, no, he's he's played some – he's given us a chance to win a lot here in the last little bit. Um, You know, and and it was crazy during the start of the season, and I think it was, you know, a little bit of uh, the maturity on the back end – you know, we we would score six against Flin Flon, but yet they would get uh, eight or nine against us. It was like uh, you know the old Edmonton Oilers. So now that we've uh, defending a lot better, you know he's uh, you know he's making making the saves from the outside, but he's also making key saves uh, when we need them, um, and like I said, giving us an opportunity to win. He like I said last year when he came in. You know, Dawson Smith, who's playing, you know, got the div one in Western Michigan. He took over from Dawson Smith at one point. And uh uh like I said, I tell you this this kid is a, a phenomenal uh not only person, but a phenomenal goaltender um that loves to win. So yeah, I think I think as of late he is our MVP. Um like I said, he's uh he's focused, he's prepared mentally. And physically, and he, he wants to start every night.
1: I want to uh, just tie a couple fun things in here. Now I'm talking to our mutual friend, Joe Lazito about once or twice a week. And I don't know if you heard, this is a <laughs> Long Island guy, folks. He's going to come up to Saskatchewan, I don't know if he told you, fly in and go to PA and start making their way down. Go to a Raiders game, then Melfort, and over to Humboldt, Saskatoon, just south. And I'm like, you're it a holiday to do that? And uh, but he says that you he wants to talk to the S.J. Commissioner, make sure that you're not suspended, Killer, because he needs you on the bench when you cut. Has he told you that he's planning this tour of Saskatchewan Junior Bar? No, he
2: hasn't. He hasn't. Joe Joe's kind of been uh, sitting in the weeds as of late. Yeah. Well, that's. Well, but he's that's, working. But it sounds, but it he's back phenomenal. working. It <laughs> does it. It really does. But I'm
1: like, so you're you're traveling those highways all the time. So that's my next question to you. Of Long Beach, Missouri, which is what my family in Missouri calls it, Youngstown, Mississippi, Louisiana. What's the wildest wildlife that you hit with your bus? Because I think I know I've up there hit moose, deer, fox, you name it. But anything come to mind that stopped the bus on those roadies?
2: Maybe in Louisiana, an alligator here and there. How about that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we spent so many years down there. I think people need to know. I just learned this, killer. The back of an alligator is as hard as a metal culvert. Like, if you drove over one of those things, all you would do is take it off.
2: Well, and pop your tire most likely, right? So, um, you know what? I I tell you what... uh, uh, Every place I've coached or played, man, I've I really enjoyed my time, you know, whether it was Youngstown or uh, Lafayette, Louisiana or Fresno, California or, you know, uh, Mississippi. And I, I just I, I really embraced the game and I, I I try and get involved in the communities everywhere I go. And, uh, you know, and, and Louisiana was uh, was pretty cool. We lived uh right kind of uh by the school right, right right across the street from the football field which i think they're tearing down to build a new one uh as we speak right now but uh you know i i got uh, i i got an opportunity to uh in louisiana some i i started watching the swamp people and uh, i said man this has got to be on my bucket list and uh he heard me on the radio uh this this gator hunter and uh, he came to the office the next day and said you come come to where my uh, shop is Um, I'll take you out gator hunting tomorrow because gator hunting is only the month of September so you get so many tags and you got a tag out in the month of September so so yeah so he took me out he had four tags left we uh, the first one I pulled up was a monster 10 foot 6 and the others were uh, two eight footers and a seven footer and what an amazing day it was uh, just to, uh, uh, you know, have that culture that you never, you know, probably would never do here in Saskatchewan, obviously. So.
1: Yeah, well, you, but Saskatchewan has its own wildlife. That's what I think is cool too, right? right? But I just remember it's a shame. It's a shame that the world's gone the way it has with the media because we just couldn't wait. And I'm sure you were the same to get the hockey news in the mail. To read up on how what how guys like you were doing in Orlando or Portland or Vegas, you know what I mean? Uh, now, now we can look yes. it up on our own. But the Hockey News used to have it all right there. <laughs> it was fantastic. Right, right, so I don't yeah. think anybody reads the Hockey News anymore.
2: Yeah, it's, it's you know it was always good to uh, see what your buddies were doing and wherever they were in the AHL, the IHL, the ECHL, and Uh, you know, just, yeah, it was just always, that was your, uh, uh, you know, your time to catch up on, on your buddies and, and and all the other things that were going on in the different leagues.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Minding the miners. Okay, Keller, good luck against the Bombers this weekend. Safe travels down here and always good seeing you, my friend. We're following uh, real close.
2: You bet. I appreciate it, Rod.
1: You bet, bud. Kevin Killer Kaminsky of the Larange Ice Wolves. We'll be right back with overtime right after this here on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Just a quickie here in this last segment for Overtime, because we went along with Killer, and that's okay. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Overtime's brought to you by our friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes. They're busy. They're getting busier, which doesn't surprise me over there. Talked to Randy last night from Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, 28th Street Northeast. But there's room for you and your team and family. Go check them out if you haven't already. You're in Southern Alberta or you're in Calgary on a road trip with your hockey team. It's like Top Golf meets hockey. Where skill and fun collide. Give them a call. Look them up on social media, Overtime Hockey Lanes on Instagram. Give them a follow and see what they're all about. Um, regarding running over an alligator, do 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 do. Allie in Texarkana says, You wouldn't be able to feel much difference between the gator or the actual Louisiana road. That's what I heard. <laughs> Their backs are like a metal culvert. Do you know what a culvert is, Allie? Let me know. Jeff, the Stamps fan says, in Louisiana, men hunt gators. In Alberta, we hunt cougars. You got a sound effect for that one? Guess not. Paul in Humboldt says, looking forward to seeing Joe Lazito at the EPA in Humboldt. For those that don't know, that's the Elgar Peterson Arena. No relation. Uh, text line 902 518 3033. Sober Carpenter, non alcoholic craft beers, brings you our text line daily. Ask for them by name at your favorite beer, wine, and spirit store. Natasha in Winnipeg writes in. She says, Happy Tuesday on ticket prices. My six year old is homesick and said $936 for one game. How much does it cost for our season tickets for the Bombers? For all three seats, about $950. Quote, Mommy, that's ridiculous for a silly game, unquote. And she loves sports. It is ridiculous. I remember taking our crew to the, watch the Lakers and the. Who were they playing that night? Uh, Salt Lake City in LA. I remember my daughter, the A train, saying, Dad, it's not about the game, it's about the show. Somebody's got to pay for that 100 foot. Sheet that come down from the screen. Yeah, how much is too much? I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. Sports update. The Edmonton Oilers are gunning for their eighth straight win as they host the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. It's the first matchup between Oilers superstar Connor McDavid and Blackhawks super rookie Connor Bedard. I think that's the game of the night. But elsewhere, Ottawa hosts Carolina. Toronto visits the Rangers. Calgary travels to Vegas, Winnipeg's at San Jose, and Vancouver welcomes Tampa Bay. Looks to me like Montreal is the only Canadian team not playing. Detroit forward David Perron has been suspended for six games for cross-checking Ottawa defenseman Artem Zub in Saturday's 5-1 Red Wings loss. Uh, And how about this? Masters champion John Rahm's defection to the Saudi-backed Live Golf is benefiting Canadian Mackenzie Hughes. The PGA is removing Rahm from the FedEx Cup list, which moves Hughes of Dundas, Ontario, up one spot to number 50 and makes him eligible for all seven of the tour's $20 million events next year. Sports updates brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. In Landmark Cinemas now, Silent Night from legendary director John Woo. And the producer of John Wick comes this gritty revenge tale of a tormented father who witnesses his young son die when caught in gang crossfire on Christmas Eve. And for Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience, visit CommonCrown.ca. Anybody else got anything to say before we go off the air today on a Tuesday? And man, has it been fun. Thank you to Mike Wilner. And killer, Twisted Mike writes in. He says Saskatchewan's alligator is the slough shark or northern pike. Has teeth like a gator. Take your word for it, Twisted Mike. We'll see you all tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here. McFly! Hello! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.